Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 584. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including postage and handling. Tonight I have strong messages, strong Bible reading, and I'll be doing some exposition on it. Uh, we have some letters and songs. But right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord. And sincerely, Father, I ask that you anoint this program. Anoint, uh, let it be every word from you. Let there be no miscellaneous words, words that have no value to human souls that are desirous of eternal life. And even those that are not desirous of it, Lord, let them know how foolish it is to not desire to stay out of hell or the lake of fire, but that they should uh, live forevermore in the kingdom of heaven, which is uh, a paradise so phenomenal that uh, there's no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered the heart of man how beautiful the place is. To those that love you, and love means keep your commandments, that fear you and keep your commandments, because such is the whole duty of man. Lord God, I ask that you rebuke Satan from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. Uh, Lord, and all of his evil imps, bind them, destroy them. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody says amen. Amen. All right, uh, here is uh, Porter Wagner and the Blackwood Brothers to sing for you. And this is pertaining to when the breath leaves your body. When your soul, your spirit leaves your body, if you're saved, you'll fly away. And this is Porter and his, uh, the Blackwood Brothers is saying, I'll fly away. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. Celestial shore, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly
hope you could hear me. I was just singing along with uh, old Porter. <clears throat> we used to sing together <laughs> all the time. All right. Um, now, we've got some letters. Uh, from where, Sharon? From Andhra Pradesh, India. India. I believe there's over a billion, maybe a billion and a half people there. It's just like we get letters from China and uh, another billion and a half people strong. And also Africa, the same thing. We get them from the Philippines and, you know, uh, small places too. Canada, United States. We only have about 600 million here. Uh, but let's uh, hear what they have to say. Respected sir, praise the Lord and greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm very glad to write to you that I received your Telugu literature just a few months ago. I and our team are distributing your literature in many new places. Really, your literature is useful to our ministry. Sir, many new people received the literature and have accepted Jesus Christ. They have been baptized in water and are following the Holy Bible's doctrines. I request, sir, that you please pray for our ministry and our distributors. Every day our team members are visiting from village to village, distributing literature in many new places. We are also conducting house meetings. We request that you please pray for our needs. Here every day we are all praying for you and your good ministry there. We are also praying for your church members and office workers. Sir, here our team members are requesting t-shirts and your sweatshirts, so please send some. We're all very thankful to you all. Thanking you, sir. Yours most faithfully, K. Raju from Andhra Pradesh, India. Oh, praise the Lord. A lot of people out there listen to our program on shortwave. And they recognize the program by the um, logo on our T-shirts and sweatshirts. And people that are distributors wear those T-shirts and sweatshirts, and they love them. And they, uh, people are able to identify. They say, oh, we've heard that program on uh, the radio, and now uh, we they're holding literature. We'd like to have some of it because it must be from the same ministry. And we get that sort of thing. Some of our people were witnessing and testifying in um, uh, over in Texas um, the last couple of days, and the people were asking them for, it was in San Antonio, Texas, Alamo City, they call it. Uh, one time when I was, before I was saved, I asked the daughters of the Alamo if I could buy the Alamo, I offered him $5 million back then, and they became so irate at me, it was unbelievable. They said, you can't buy this place. I said, well, you needn't get so upset, right? <laughs> okay, I just made a stab at it. I'm the kind of a guy that at least I'll make a stab at something. I wanted to use it, uh, I would have used it later on for a mission uh, where we would be our headquarters. And God's going to take that place anyway one of these days. Okay, then what else? You got another letter? Yes, from McAllister, Oklahoma. All right. What do they have to say? Dear Tony Alamo, I've been listening to your program every morning at 4 a.m. on Big 107.3 out of Fort Smith, Arkansas. Sir, I want to know if you would send me a King James Bible and some of your popular literature. You have a very clear and strong way you preach, very to the point. You speak on many issues that a lot of preachers are afraid to preach on. I respect that. Thank you, J.V. from McAllister, Oklahoma. 
Right, and the fearful and unbelievers, so fearful that they won't preach the whole Bible. The Bible says that we get into heaven by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the living God. And a lot of you phony preachers, you phony ones out there, just say uh, such terrible things about God's word. You equate people that God has given many wives to, and people keep thinking that I have many wives because I write this and I talk about this, but I'm not ashamed of the Bible, okay? Like you phony preachers are. It happens to be the truth. But you've got a guy in uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, Haggy, his name is, and he equates uh, polygamy with homosexuality. The Bible never says that polygamy is a sin, but it does say that uh, uh, fornication and that uh, same-sex marriages, in other words, homosexuality and lesbianism, are, in fact, sin. And Hagee needs to be pulled up a lot because he says that Jesus had a different kind of blood than we have. No, he didn't. The Bible says that in every way he was made like us, with the exception of that he had the Holy Spirit in him, and we do have the Holy Spirit in us right now, those of us that are saved. Not to you out in the world, and these preachers are preaching that uh, to everybody that you all have all these gifts and you're going to, no matter if you're saved or not, if you send money to them, that you're going to be able to buy your way into heaven or buy your way out of purgatory. There's no such thing as purgatory in the first place. The Bible says that it's appointed unto man to die once. You're not going to come back. You're not going to buy anybody out of hell. Uh, the Lord says, you know, your money perish with you. He said that through the Apostle Paul. Let it die with you that you would think such evil that you could buy salvation. Then what about all these poor people that need to repent? They wouldn't stand a chance because they're poor. Uh, and they wouldn't have a chance to get to heaven. And all these people that think they can buy their way into heaven, they're going to be in hell. Because you desecrate the word of God and make it, you cheapen it so you could buy it with money. And giving money to these liars that, uh, and I'm not at all jealous of them. I wouldn't be jealous over them for all the money in the world. If you think I'm after money, I'm not. I've got uh, a Beatles album that I've been told is worth over a hundred million dollars. And so I'm not selling it, even though you think I should. I'm not. Because I want to make sure that it's the Lord blessing me, not me myself or uh, anything like that. You, you are commanded by the Lord to give tithes and offerings to a work of the Lord, not to works of the devil that are preaching lies to you. Uh, the Bible said that uh, Jesus was the Son of Man. He was made out of human flesh, of skin, bone, flesh, and blood, just like our blood. There was no difference in his... Uh, uh, status uh, so far as being a human being than ourselves with the exception he had God living in him by the spirit it was God that begot him by the Holy Spirit and we even though we were not saved we were not begotten by the Holy Spirit now we are okay and so we don't say that we're sinners saved by grace we say that we're sons of God because we're new creatures and I'm not going to say I'm a sinner saved by grace I was a sinner 
I was a cocoon, but now I'm a butterfly, okay? Amen. Okay, I'm not like you folks that say I'm a sinner saved by grace. That isn't a good thing to say, folks. If you think you're saved, then you are a son or daughter of God. And that's just so clear in the Bible that it's unreal. And you should listen to my words because uh, what I do is I'm speaking right from the Bible. And the Lord said that, um, you know, you should preach the word, not come up with your own words, I'm a sinner saved by grace, or, oh, Mary, pray for us sinners. Uh, you pray asking a dead woman to pray for you? She doesn't know anything. The Bible says that the dead know nothing. And you're praying up uh, a wall, you know, up a tree. You're not getting anything from her. Everyone that asked uh, the Lord, uh, uh, or they asked Mary to save them, you should read our uh, piece of literature that I wrote called The Curses of Being Prayed For by the Pope, or some title like that. The ones that prayed uh, to the Pope, that or the, that the Pope blessed was John F. Kennedy, Bobby Kennedy, the Titanic, all of them, they were cursed. Amen? Amen? So don't let the Pope pray for me or to bless me because I don't want to go down the tubes like they did. All right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now we left off. We, we, I'm preaching to you and teaching you the Bible because I am a very a good teacher because I don't teach my own theories or my own beliefs. Um... I preach what God said is truth. Okay? And I do believe that, and so really I am preaching my belief, but it is the Word of God. All right, now we left off in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy, verse what? 63. Okay, these are the curses, and they're the promises. God promises blessings on those that uh, uh, hearken to listen to what he says. And uh, that they keep the commandments, that he'll bless you with all these blessings. And now we're into the cursings, where he promises all these cursings. Okay, go ahead. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, you're saying that God is just a God of love? Well, how you like this race? Oh, clapping his hands to destroy you if you don't listen to what he says. That's the real God, folks, and this is coming straight from the Bible. Chapter 28 of Deuteronomy. This is the book of Moses, and he's still doing the same thing today, in case you haven't noticed. All the people with all the disease, he's rejoicing to curse you. Because you rejoice not to hear his word, to live your own life the way you want to. And uh, God rejoices. He's slaughtering you people. And you still see those uh, people that are idiots on the news over Atlanta, Georgia, saying, well, Mother Nature really gave it to us today. <laughs> when God, you read his whole word, says it's him that's doing it. And there is no mother, except you people, okay? And you're not any mother that can do uh, any damage to n nature unless you become one of those terrorists. And if you do that, God is going to destroy you again. 
he promises, okay, to all those that do evil. Go ahead. So the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And he shall to bring be- you to zero. To bring you to zero street. Okay, then what? He's going to destroy you. What else? And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. Yeah, you'd be plucked off the land. Your spirit is going to go up and then zoom down into hell. Now, you're just waiting for the day that death and hell is thrown into the lake of fire. Then what? Verse 64. And the Lord shall scatter thee among all people, from the one end of the earth even unto the well, other. Well, hasn't the Lord done that? Uh, for 2,000 years, the Jews have been dispersed to all the nations, uh, to uh, areas where they don't even understand the language in these places. They don't have their own homeland for 2,000 years. But the Lord said just before Jesus comes back to earth again, he would return them to their homeland. And that happened in 1947 and 48. And now they are, uh, they are Israel. Israel was given the land, not any other nation. And so all the other nations, if you're going to cause war and trouble to the Jews, you better get out. Because God promises that he's going to kill all of you people. You are murdering his chosen people, and he's going to destroy you. Because you don't listen to him, and you still think in your damaged brains that that land belongs to you. The land belongs to you. And then you keep saying you're going to run the Jews into the ocean. I, I tell you that that will not happen. That will never happen because God said he's going to destroy you and the Jews will be living in safety. All right, so you're just wasting your time, you antichrist bunch of bastards. You're fatherless children. You don't have a, a God for your father. You're a bastard. You're of the bastard race and you refuse to become a spiritual Jew in order to get into the kingdom of heaven. If you want to be saved, you have to bow down to the world's greatest Jew. And if you don't, you're going to get it. All the curses are going to be on you, and you're not going to be comfortable or with ease throughout eternity because you're attacking God, his people, his word, and uh, his chosen people, the Jews. And we are the chosen people because we have decided to become spiritual Israel. And you don't know what you're doing, but there's not going to be any excuse for you because the time that Jesus was here in the world, they only had the Old Testament, and there weren't many of them. But that the Word of God was uh, handed down from generation to generation. It was very cu- it was customary for them to, uh, uh, to uh, memorize the Bible. And so the entire nation of Israel had it memorized. They memorized the prayers. They memorized the books of Moses and all these things until the press, the printing press came into existence. And then all these uh, things that were passed down, the works of God were passed down. Then they just, uh, the whole nation knew about them and all the born again Christians uh, remembered them. 
and they put them in books, and then they put them on the press, and they started printing Bibles. And so there's no discrepancy. When you, when I do what the Lord says to do, I get blessed like you can't believe it. And if I forget for some reason or another, then the Lord reminds me. Then I start doing it because I notice that maybe money's not coming in as much as it should to pay all the bills. And then when I come to my senses and realize that I'm not doing what the Lord said, well, then I start doing it again, and here comes the money again. Amen? Amen. And that's a way that God can really get a hold of Jewish people is to just start cutting back on their money. And they start searching the scriptures and searching their soul to see if there's something that, uh, you know, we're doing wrong. And when we find out, if when the Lord, then we pray to him and he confirms through the spirit that that's exactly what it is. Well, then we immediately change and do what he says. And then he, the blessings start coming in. So it's not that we're sinning, it's just that we have forgotten because our brains are made out of the dirt of the ground. And our brains are so weak that we're, uh, if we don't keep our eyes on the Word of God, that we could be in, uh, influenced by uh, the people that live around us, by these different nationalities, by the news media. And uh, the news media uh, can uh, tell you anything, and if you believe them, that's crazy because they've uh, sent many people to their death by saying the things that they say on major television, the mass medium. And the Lord, in his words, stated that Satan would be given a voice, a tongue, a mouth. And that's uh, the major media, the media at large. And this media at large exalts all the wrong people and tear down, uh, tears down all the right ones. Okay, so let's read the next verse. And there thou shalt serve other gods, which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Yeah, you're, the very ones that put you to death, the Vatican uh, and the Vatican's Hitler, is you are allowing them to build churches there in Israel. I went to the top of Mount Tabor, and there was a Catholic cult up there, a huge monastery, and a Greek Orthodox, and they even hold services in the same building in uh, Bethlehem. I've been in there and watched them both at the same time. They're holding service, services, and they dress just about the same with these kingly robes on. And uh, it's uh, vexing to see that they've allowed the Muslims in there the Vatican, and why not? Because the Va- the Muslims um, were uh, conjured uh, together. They were developed by the Vatican. And the reason they developed them was so they could do the Vatican's dirty work and the Muslims would be blamed for it. Muhammad was a white man. And all these... Uh, um, Black people have bought that, that he's a black man, and that's the religion of the black person. No, it's just a false religion to call, uh, cause the black people to go to hell. And so, uh, because you're not honoring Christ, you're honoring uh, this Mohammed uh, white man. And you take people like uh, that I know, uh, uh, like... Uh, these uh, different fighters that have uh, become Muslims, like um, 
Mike Tyson. Mike, you know, come on, wake up. Hopefully you're not punchy yet. Okay, so, you know, except the Lord Jesus Christ. He created every person, the black man, the yellow man, the red man, the white man, and us Jews who are green. We have olive-colored skin, okay? So, um, and there's people that are beige. He created this, the, us all. And so we need to come to the one and only God of all flesh, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Or else we're going to be cursed forever. It's bad enough to be cursed in this world, but to be burning forever. My God, come on, wake up, you people out there. Nothing's worth that. And you say, well, I don't love the Lord. The reason you don't is because you haven't read the Bible. If you read the Bible, you'd love him. Because you'd know how merciful he is by paying the price for all of our soul's sake. But there are provisions that we have to do. Um, we don't do any works to get saved, except we cry out to him. But after that, he tells us, now take up the cross and let's get to work. All right? You can't do anything. You can't buy salvation with money. You can't uh, do anything uh, to get salvation with uh, any anything. Standing on your head or on your one of your feet, uh, and balancing a, an object on your nose. You can't get into heaven that way. You must come in by faith in the Lord. Because faith is the uh, substance of things hoped for. We all hope, I pray, unless you're so gone, to be in the kingdom of heaven. But uh, Paul knew by faith in that dismal sea storm when all hope of being saved was taken away from him and all those men on that boat. What kind of sense, what kind of human knowledge would there be and a reasoning, human reasoning, uh, being judged? How could you judge with human reasoning? Not a, uh, that would tell you that a man should um, not lose their lives. Paul said to him, be of good cheer. For I believe God uh, that said that it shall be even as it was told me, Acts 27:25. When the angel smote Peter on the side when he was in prison and told him, come on, rise up quickly and follow me. I mean, can you imagine being in uh, such security that you're chained to two guards, one on each hand, so that you can't get away? Come on, rise up quickly and follow me, Acts 12, 7. He did not uh, allow his carnal or human sense or his human reasoning to rely on and uh, to cavil, uh, in other words, argue, uh, at the impossibility of this thing that the angel was telling him to do. He didn't argue. Like, quote, how can, uh, um, how can we walk out of here? 
I am in these uh, fetters, these chains. Or how could they, why would he argue, what, to what purpose uh, should we try to walk out of here when an iron gate withstands us? They followed the angel out. Amen? Amen. And the gate opened. I mean, if the angel is going to tell you to come on, then you come on and just see what the angel is going to do. He's not going to stop you off at the iron bars and tell you you're on your own now, kid. But he uh, rose up and his chains fell off of him. And he followed the angel. And uh, when he did, the iron gate... um, officiously opens itself to them. Say not, you poor Christian, it is impossible to bear uh, all these different afflictions or or pass that uh, temptation. And you think, you have to do it. Why? Because the Word of God says so, and this is your angel, uh, anyone that is bringing the message to you. Let faith follow the promise. Okay, so the promise is if you do good, if you keep the commandments, that you're going to have uh, blessings. Amen? Amen. Promises are yours. But follow the promise too. If you don't, uh, well, you're going to lose your soul. And if you do what the Lord says, he will loosen those knots those K-N-O-T-S, that uh, your common uh, carnal sense and reason uh, tie up. Your carnal reasoning ties up the blessings of the Lord. Your carnal sense ties up the uh, reasoning of the Lord or the, the blessing of the Lord. So, the Lord tells us to crucify that word. Wherefore, you want to crucify that word? Why? Why would you want to crucify the word of God? By using your stinky, carnal uh, thinking or reasoning. Say, well, I'm being tempted, so I guess I must commit this sin. No, you have to remember the promise and how much you're going to lose if you don't rebuke it. Obey the command of the Lord and ask no questions. Don't ask questions of yourself because you're too stupid, your reasoning. Why God enjoins it. Why does God want me to do this? I mean, this doesn't make any sense at all. To follow this angel, it could be of the devil, and I mean, I'm going to walk out of these chains and they're loose them, and these guys are still asleep next to me that I'm chained to. And why should I go with you? Peter never did that. He just followed the angel. Amen. And the gates opened, and he was gone. Amen. It is as necessary to bid the Christian in great affliction and temptations to crucify your own thoughts, your own reasonings. 
But what they do is they crucify the word of God. That's what you're doing is crucifying the word of God. How shall I go through this trouble, you say? I'll just put a gun to my head and go to hell. What we're supposed to do, the Lord says, is to hold out in the assault. We have to hang on to Jesus. Amen? Amen. The word. Are you going to hold out in the assault when it happens to you, when you get persecuted? When trials and tribulations come? Away with this! How shall I do this or that? Has not the great God who is fruitful and faithful given you promises enough to ease your heart of these needless fears and cares and arguments and uh, with him? And that he tells you, quote, he will never leave thee nor forsake thee, Hebrews 13.5. Uh, his grace, his power shall be sufficient for thee, 2 Corinthians 12.9. Nothing, quote, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, Romans 8.39. And a hundred more promises as, as, uh, that are just as comfortable assuring us from the lip of truth from God himself to stand between you and all harm. Why then do you trouble yourself about this? In... Uh, probability and that uh, mountainous difficulty I wrote a piece of literature called Difficulty Mountain uh, it showed uh, it's a vision I had from the Lord where I was walking it was like a beautiful clear blue sky and I was walking up this mountain very steep but it was beautiful and I was doing it with ease then all of a sudden the picture widened and I saw Sue walking behind me very slow with her hands not swinging but down by her side. And so I, I had nothing to do with what I was going to do in the dream or this from the Lord, but it showed me going back down and helping her out. And when that happened, all hell broke loose. Uh, the winds and the stormy winds started coming down the mountain with both of us and me pushing her up and every so often you couldn't even see us and then there'd be a little opening where you could see me down on my knees still pushing her up the mountain and then it'd go dark again and I just kept going up that mountain in the dark but you can't go up the mountain in the dark you have to read the word of God and receive all the uh, promises Everything is um, possible, the Bible thing says. All things are possible. Only have faith. Only believe. Amen? Amen. And that mountainous difficulty that, that your uh, carnal sense 
and carnal reasoning throw up and uh, interpose to eclipse your comfort from that uh, approaching deliverance. Because if you stand in belief with the Lord, he's going to deliver you. But you just have to be patient. Don't start uh, interviewing yourself uh, with your false reasoning and your of no value sense that you have. But uh, if you stand uh, shut the the windows and the house will be light. As the Jewish proverb says, judge not by your sense or your carnal reasoning, but judge everything by faith on the word of God, on the omnipotent God, the God that's able to help everyone that has faith in him. And these bugs that people make into bears will not scare you any longer. You'll have faith and you'll be as bold as lions because you'll be um, righteous because you believe God. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Believe on the living God and thou shalt be saved. If you're with the living God, then who could be against you? Amen? Amen. For all things are possible. Only believe in God, not you, your carnal, stupid, block, sawdust head. That's made out of the ground. But believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It is the highest act of our understanding to believe those things which seem most improbable as it is the highest act of love for Christ's sake to take pleasure and those things that bring pain and shame with them. Why? Because that gives God glory. If you still stand while you're being persecuted and you just trust in the Lord to deliver you, that gives a lot of glory to God. Uh, because you go through the pain and the shame, uh, but God is with you and you know that. For as in the la uh, latter... We deny ourselves the satisfaction of our carnal desires, which goes near to flesh and blood. So also in the former, we deny our carnal reasons. that would be disputing against God's power and strength. When you start disputing, in other words, God tells you, just stand still and know, be, and be still and know that I'm God, okay? Because that's the thing that really God loves the most is when you trust him to deliver you. He has no liking to people that don't trust him to deliver them. And when I'm saying this, it's for sure Satan's going to come in with some wicked thing from a bunch of carnal people in this world uh, to uh, test me because I'm preaching these things and if I didn't believe them, I'd be a hypocrite. 
especially if I didn't do what uh, the Bible says, to be quiet and know that I'm God. So we're never to dispute uh, about God's power and strength. He made the whole world. He made everything in it, and he makes it rain, and he makes it to shine. He governs the entire ocean, and he does the most incredible things in my life that there's no possible way that I could doubt him. I know um, what he means, and I know that what he's saying is the absolute truth. Uh, so this clears uh, up everything if you um, have faith. Everything is cleared up. But real faith doesn't waver. It doesn't waver from one day to the next. Oh, yes, God, I have faith. Put me to the test. He'll put you to the test if you say that. And then you will waver and deny the Lord by using your own carnal reasoning in your own carnal thinking oh how could this be this can't be this is uh, too magnificent for anything like this to happen to me but uh, you know I would never think of myself as anything but uh, I didn't think of myself as much until the Lord pumped all this faith into my heart and got all the questions out of me so fast I didn't even know what they were and then pumped the answers back into me. Two golden pipes going up into heaven. One was going up into heaven and one was coming back down into me with the answers so rapidly that I couldn't even... Uh, there's no way in the world that I could have told what the Lord was saying to me. It was so fast. And there, I couldn't tell what was coming out of me. But now I've got the faith and I, got more, I get more and more faith every time I read the Word. Okay, uh, but the, we see... Again, scriptures that I read yesterday, Romans 11:22. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God. He's good, but he's also severe. On uh, them which fell, severity. Well, he let their carcass be carcasses to be eaten up by wildlife and the fowls of the air, and its own chosen people. But for, uh, toward the uh, goodness. God says he gives you his goodness if you um, continue in his goodness. That's the only thing. Goodness from uh, to the Lord is that you believe him. Because he says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. If you doubt because you don't seek for faith by reading the word of God, you shall be damned. He says, if you doubt, otherwise thou shalt uh, be cut off. That's killed and sent to hell. Now let's read some more. Verse 65. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. No, this nations uh, in Germany, Poland, Czechoslovakia, they were murdered, the Jews, by heathen. The Germans... Well, now, we're supposed to love everybody. That's what the Antichrist Catholic cult says, but they're the ones killing everybody. Amen? Amen. So who do they love? I'm just saying words. 
that we're not supposed to love Satan. The Lord says, don't love Satan. He says, love the Lord and hate Satan. Amen? Amen. Don't be afraid of Satan, but be afraid of the Lord. Because Satan can kill, but he can't send your soul to hell. But the Lord can kill and also send your soul to hell. So keep going. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and well, sorrow of mind. Yeah, a trembling heart. God's going to give you a trembling heart? Yes, he will. Then what? Verse 66. And thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. Yeah, see, there's a lot of people here and all over the world. They don't know one minute from the next that they're going to die. They're full of fear because... They know that they're not keeping the commandments of the Lord. And what's more is they don't believe if they sought the Lord and trusted him that God would deliver them from all harm. But he will. Amen? Amen. Okay, keep going. And they don't believe it. So they, uh, the Lord puts the, lets the devil the, kill him. And justly so. Then what? Verse 67. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. And at even thou shalt say, Would God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. Verse 68. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again, with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again. And there ye shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Well, why am I reading these scriptures from the Bible? Why don't I read smooth, uh, smooth things to you? Look, because Jeremiah, God told Jeremiah, a little boy says, See, I have this day set thee over the nations. A little boy, because the little boy had guts uh, and the fear of the Lord to do what he said. I have set you over the nations and over the kingdoms, uh, not to bless them, but to root them out and to pull down all these false uh, uh these false uh, fallacies of uh, uh, that all the nations have and to destroy them and to throw them down to build uh, up my word and to plant my word but to tear down all these fallacies uh, regarding these uh, heathen okay go ahead that was the end okay now let's go to where we were before I think we were in Romans, right? Yes. Chapter 11, verse 1. Okay, go ahead. Where are you now? Romans chapter 11, verse 1. Okay, there you go. Now, let's go. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. His people are the born-again Christians. And even Jewish people have to become saved. They have to receive the Messiah. Otherwise, God is not going to bless them any more than he has in the past. They all, there was like millions of them slaughtered because they spit on people that said they were Christians. No, you Jewish people. The Bible says not all Israel is Israel. Just because you were the seed of Abraham uh, or that you have Abraham, you say, for your father, but you don't have the Lord, as your king or your savior, you're going to, uh, God's going to destroy you, just like all the heathen. Okay, then what? For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Verse 2, God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. 
What ye not what the scripture saith of Elias? No, he hasn't cast off his people. His people means those that believe him. So not all Jews believe him. Not all people that say they're Christians believe God. If you're a Christian and you don't do what he says, you're not a Christian. All right? Because he said that he'll uh, pull you out of the olive tree. The olive tree being the uh, the body of Christ. He says, uh, because if God will not pardon the natural branches, in other words, if he won't bless the heathen, he's also saying, you also, those of you that are the branches, will also will not be pardoned. So you could be saved once, and then you would not be pardoned for your rotten sins that you continue to keep. I mean, I believe that you, people should preach the real word because many people are going to go to hell and they'll say to God, but I was deceived, like Eve said. But she still had to pay the price. Amen? Amen. She had to get kicked out of Eden. And Eden is just a figure, a type, or a symbol of heaven. And you'll be kicked out as well. She was saved. Amen? Amen? Also, the angels in heaven were saved. All of them. But then one third of them decided to not be saved. And so they're in bonds and chains of darkness waiting to be cast into hell. And the lake of fire. That's why we're being attacked so much by Satan. Anyone that's attacking us is of the devil. That's for sure. Okay, don't even doubt it a second. Because it's by faith that you're saved. Okay, then what? How he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Verse 3, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. Verse 4, But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. So a lot of times we may think that there's nobody else that believes like we do, but the Lord has people all over the world that really have not bowed down to Satan and will not take the mark of the beast and don't believe anything that the Vatican or the uh, Satan that drives the Vatican and the popes and the cardinals and all these people into destruction. Uh, They're not going to get away with it. And then what else? Verse 5, even so then at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Verse 6, and if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works, then is it no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. In other words, he's saying you can't do any work to get saved, the initial salvation. But after you have initial salvation, you have to... Go to work. You have to let the Lord do the work in you. He said that, uh, Paul said, that I've done more uh, work than all the other apostles put together, yet not I, it's Christ in me. So we have to die and let Christ do the work in us. We can't just sit around empty vessels or vessels that have God in them and sit because these false prophets have told you that you don't have to do any work, and I'm telling you that you do. Uh, just like the Bible says. Okay, then what? Verse 7. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Yeah, the uh, election being those of us that uh, are the Jewish people that are now preaching the gospel to you Gentiles, we have received the truth 
But what? Read the rest. But the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded. Yeah, so you're blind, because uh, and you're leading the blind into the ditch. Then what else? Verse 8, According as it is written, God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear, unto this day. Right, so they're really cursed, because God plugged up their ears, and plugged up their eyes, and every time they try to read the Bible, a spirit of slumber comes over them, they fall asleep, and they get bored with God, when they're the most boring creatures on the face of this earth. I mean, they're literally boring. Well, anyway, my time is up, and so this is the time that uh, you could receive the blessings, but it's all a matter of your choice. Or you can receive the curses if you want. God doesn't force anybody. He doesn't want a bunch of robots. He wants you to make the choice, to choose him, who is the giver of all blessings, good blessings, or bad ones. He does it all. So if you want the good blessings, then say this prayer. Say to the Lord, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And Father, I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I am saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Raise your hands up and praise the Lord. And give him all the glory. And read the King James Version of the Bible. Not the new one, but the old King James. And uh, Sharon, uh, tell our listening audience so they can receive a copy of this program, number 584. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479 782 7370, or fax to area code 479 782 7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, that, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after. Uh, the flesh, or as uh, the fleshy people war. We don't war with guns, bullets, and bombs. Uh, and we war against all the militia of Satan. Uh, so right now, uh, tune in tomorrow for another terrific program of the Lord and how you can get to the kingdom of heaven. And, um, you know, if there wasn't any trouble here, there wouldn't be any need for heaven. Amen? Amen. So we have to have heaven. So here... Uh, is uh, Porter Wagner and the Blackwood Brothers singing, There'd Be No Need for Heaven. Have you ever noticed when things are going right, something's just got to go wrong, and you don't understand why this must be? 
But when there's a lot of joy, there's gotta be sorrow to make things come out even. Cause if this old world was a perfect place, there'd be no need for a heaven. There'd be no need for a heaven if you had a heaven below. And when your life falls over here, you'll have no place to go. If things could be like you wanted them to be on earth, you wouldn't have to die and leave them. If this old world was a perfect place, there'd be no need for a heaven. If you're living in a house that you really love, then your neighbors are bad. But that reminds you not to trust in earthly joys And it makes you want to live in that heavenly home Where there'll be peace forever If this old world was a perfect place There'd be no need for a heaven There'd be no need for a heaven If things could be like you wanted them to be on earth, you wouldn't have to die and leave them. If this old world was a perfect place, there'd be no need for a heaven. If this old world was a perfect place, there'd be no need for a heaven.